Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. You know, our semester is beginning to wind down. In fact, uh, our students will finish up next Tuesday, Tuesday the 14th, this coming Tuesday, and commencement is May 18th, which tends to make us focus a little bit on the future. But we, and we're going to talk about the future. I've got a uh, guest in studio who's going to talk to us about changes we're making at the, uh, the Lamar University landscape and things that we're doing for our future there at Lamar. Craig Ness is in studio. But first, I want to talk to you about some of the individuals uh, that we've recognized these past few weeks as we end the semester. We celebrate some great achievements and accomplishments. Ashley Dawkins, a professor in our speech and hearing department, received the Faculty Mentor Award. And Dr. Fan, who I have mentioned here on the radio show before, has been awarded the Mary Ann Lawrence E. Faust Endowed Professorship in Engineering in recognition of his outstanding research in multi-physics and multi-scale modeling and characterization of heterogeneous electronic systems. Did you get that? I'm so glad because I did not. Um, but let me tell you that I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, I can kind of dumb these things down and I, and I'm going to do that. I've had to do it for myself. I've had to go meet with Dr. Fan to, to have him tell me in layperson's terms exactly what he does. And one of the things he told me, and I just loved it, he said, he's Dr. Fan, the moisture man. And the reason they call him the moisture man is because he was at one time the youngest professor in China, and he was recruited by Philips and Intel to come to the United States to solve a problem of the microchip. It was, um, it was, um, it had a problem with moisture and heat, and so he solved that problem. And he's written four or five books about it, and uh, that's how he came to be Doctor Fan, the Moisture Man. So he now has been given um, uh, an endowment, a significant amount of, of money to continue his research. And um, he's highly acclaimed globally in his field, and he's at Lamar University. So that's pretty cool. And his research impacts all of us because it deals with the microchip, and we have microchips all over our world, and we use them every day in about everything that we do. So I want to say congratulations to Dr. Dawkins for her faculty mentorship award and to Dr. Fan for this significant endowment. Also this past re- week, Lamar University received a very nice check from ExxonMobil. We had those folks in last week to talk about the synergistic relationship between the two institutions, ExxonMobil and Lamar University. Of course, we're turning out incredible engineers who then go to work for ExxonMobil, and ExxonMobil provides advisors and other resources, including financial support, and we they do a three-to-one match. Their employees donate a dollar. They donate three. So uh, we were presented with a check at the LU baseball game last Sunday for $147,450,000. Very nice donation presented to our president, Dr. Ken Evans. So um, want to continue that relationship with ExxonMobil, and we certainly appreciate those folks. This week was another incredible week for Lamar because our Southeast Texas leaders continued a legacy of generous giving supporting Lamar University. The the university received a contribution of $100,000 to our Southeast Texas Legends Scholarship in honor of Carl Parker. And we had a luncheon to celebrate Carl Parker. And let me tell you, 
Um, let me let me tell you a little bit first about the Southeast Texas Legends Scholarship. It was set up in 2007. It distinguishes 16 legends named scholarships uh, of, of of people in our in our community who are who are legends. Wayne Rio set this up and and directed the money through the Beaumont Foundation. 1.6 million dollars uh, for the the scholarship initially and then mr rio came back and donated another hundred thousand dollars in honor of carl parker and that's what we celebrated this year and since 2007 when this um, scholarship was established 53 students all students i found out who have extremely high SATs, ACT scores, and their parents have absolutely no way to send them to college. 53 of them have been identified, and they've gone to college. And when I was looking over the list, one of the doctors that I go to, Dr. Joshua Rhodes, who is my eye doctor, is one of those legend scholars. So this is a very successful program, and it's very important that we identify these uh, people in our community, these these in, incredible students, and we provide money for them, and that's what the Legend Scholarship is doing. Anyway, I went to the luncheon where the check was presented, and uh, I learned a lot about Carl Parker that I didn't know. And I think those of us uh, who didn't, who weren't paying attention, or were too too young, or maybe not even born back in the '60s and '70s, don't realize what Carl Parker has done for our area. So I just kind of want to kind of tell everybody what I learned at this uh, at this luncheon so that we can all kind of celebrate Carl Parker who's been so instrumental in education in our area. He served as a Democratic member of the Texas House of Representatives from 1962 to 77 and then in the state Senate from 77 to 1995, 32 years of public service to our area. And during that time, he sponsored or co-sponsored more than 400 bills that became law, including a bill creating the Texas State University System, which Lamar is a Lamar University is a proud member of today. Uh, He was just a, a huge advocate for education. And his legislative efforts established not only Lamar State College Port Arthur, but Lamar State College Orange, and elevated Lamar University to its current university status by changing the university's name from Lamar State College of Technology to Lamar University, and that happened in 1969. So we have a building, the Carl Parker Building, on the Lamar University campus, of course, honoring him. And um, he's he's, he's just had a vision for Lamar University's future, and he set the university on its current path of educational distinction. So we celebrated Carl Parker, rightly so, and um, we also were pleased to and proud to accept $100,000 toward the scholarship and continue to help students who deserve to go to college go to college there at Lamar University. Continuing that path of educational distinction, I have a guest with me, Craig Ness. He's in the studio today, and he is a man with a plan. Mr. Ness is the Vice President of Finance and Operations and really changing the landscape of Lamar University. What's? Tell me, I know that there, there, there's a mission. Can you give us a, a broad overview of what we're trying to accomplish? We're, we're buying buildings. We're buying property. Can you give, give us an overview of what? Lamar's trying to do. Uh, gladly, and thanks for having me well, here. Thanks today. for being here. Yeah, yeah. welcome. <laughs> uh, let me though two corrections. Uh, uh, Mr. Com- Ness's commencement actually starts Friday night. Oh, the seventeenth. And ah. so there's uh, those of us who are lucky to be on the platform. We're our regalia for about twenty four hours. Two uh, commencements. Yeah, five. Five commencements. Yes. See, I'm new to this. It's fun. Yeah, yeah uh, we'll get you on the platform. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> 
I'll pass. Thanks so much. <laughs> um, and I actually, uh, let, let's go on to what we're doing with Lamar right now. Okay. Uh, the plan started long before I'm here. I've been at Lamar now for about 32 months. Okay. Uh, the plan goes back to a master plan that was started in 2012, which had to do with the way the facilities of Lamar will be developed in the future. So universities use a master plan. It's almost a universal uh, technique or, or part of the university business. Got it. And at that time, it looked at the way the university faced the community, the way the university uh, needed additional space uh, to grow in the future. And I've been fortunate enough to help um, help implement that plan. Let me give you a little bit about why we do these plans. Um, a lot of universities uh, that, that we think about are urban universities and started in downtown areas. Right. Um, uh, I'm, I'm my undergraduate in my part of my MFA or from Temple University in Philadelphia, which started in a Baptist church in the middle of a big area. And so when you go to expand, where do you expand to? Yeah, you well, buy you up get buildings as you discussions can. with the, the community who aren't happy <laughs> right. about you taking over. Uh, more, more locally, uh, University of Houston back in the 70s was surrounded by a lot of community. That's right. Um, the university made a decision in the late 70s, early 80s to acquire the, uh, space around it. Yes. it did and if you visit that campus now they're actually running out of space uh, mm -hmm. because they've built so much uh, but it's a landlocked campus but they have a park like atmosphere to enter it right on the on the, on the formal entrance <clears throat> so what we've done is think of moving the formal entrance of Lamar which really is not that formal it's right off it's Virginia right by the plumber building exactly and we're, exactly. we're turning it around to move to the south so we're moving the front door. Moving the front door. Got it. Um, Ralph Christopher, uh, two and a half years ago, to get onto Ralph Christopher off of Cardinal Drive, you exited, if you were going north, you exited about quarter, about a mile down and had to weave your way over <laughs> tracks to get there. And if you wanted to right. go north on, on Cardinal Drive from Ralph Christopher, you went through a number of intersections that were, uh, it was interesting maze. Yes. Uh, and if you're going south, you had to exit and go through intersections. It was hard to get to. It was hard to get to. Yeah. And when you got there, you didn't know you were there, really. Right. Uh, no entrance, no, no welcome, no, entrance. no, no the, fanfare. You're, you're t stealing my story about Sorry, entrance. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> So TxDOT, uh, previous to my arrival, TxDOT had, had worked with the administration in moving the entrance and exit ramps, and now you go, you drop, you're dropped off right there, and you can get on from there. So we we don't trap you. So we're now having uh, the the main entrance come in on Rolf Christopher, <coughs> right off sixty nine, right off sixty nine. Yes, and for years, what you saw there that told you you were mm -hmm. at Lamar were are non-football athletic facilities. Yes. You had the baseball field, the softball field, the soccer field. With, and on the backstop of uh, uh, the outdoor fence, or the outfield fence of the baseball field, Lamar University was kind of painted. Kind of. And you mm -hmm. weren't sure what it was really saying because you're going awful fast, at least if you're a Texan. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and so what we have done now is be the steps we've taken – to change that front door started before I got here. Okay. Um, for years, the only building that, other than the athletic facilities, the only building that was south of the academic core of the university was the old Brook Shivers residence Right, house, right. Uh, which um, we won't get into, into those. No, no, no. Uh, and so uh, um, beginning about two or three years before I got here, 
that building was demolished, and then the Wayne Rio Honors College and Administration Building was erected there. And beautiful. so it's a beautiful three-story building. Yes. Just, it's, a, it's a fantastic-looking building. It is. Uh, and it's just a great— Inside and out. Inside and out. Yes. And you and I are both lucky enough to, to be on the there. third floor there. Uh, yes. And uh, I'm lucky enough to overlook something that I'll talk about in a minute. Yes. Um, and then shortly after that, the CICE, the Center for— um, Inter- uh, the, Invest, uh, the Center for Innovation, mm-hmm. Commercialization, and Entrepreneurship. See, I, I yes. say I've been practicing so that. often, yes. I can't even think of what the acronym <laughs> stands for. Yeah. Um, was built on the opposite corner. So you have these two buildings that are beautiful buildings with brick and, and, and casting uh, yes. uh, ornaments serving to pull you into the academic core. But you still had to get there. So right. let me go back to what we what I what I saw when I moved into the Rio building. Uh, oh, in, in November of 2016, I saw a very large concrete plant. Which, yes. when I talked to alums from uh, Lamar they alums, uh, they don't they have memories of the concrete plant. I noticed I didn't say fond memories as we usually do. The, the dust and the and the noise and the yeah. yeah. I finally figured out what that horn was. Uh, Every 45 seconds from about 7.30 in the morning till about 2 in the afternoon, uh, there'd be a tugboat horn. horn. And that told the drivers that they had concrete and could move forward. So we got, ah, you get used to it. I, I lived in right. Philadelphia and you get used to the noise of the, of the elevated train. Right. But it still wasn't the, the way to be. Yeah. So um, we bought that. We bought that. We, we uh, bought the concrete Martin plant. Martin Marietta uh, and Lamar University reached agreement and we purchased that concrete plant. Uh, we closed the deal in December. Uh, they are still cleaning up the site. They're removing their equipment. It's down to almost nothing. If you drive by there now, it's, it doesn't really look like it was ever a concrete plant. No, but, it's, it's looking better but, and better every but, day. But, yeah. But, uh, the vice president of Martin Marietta promised me that it would be done by Friday, April 17th. Commencement. I mean, uh, May 17th. May 17th. May 17th. Commencement. Commencement. And so that is going to be green space? For the time being. Perfect. Uh, what we're, what, our plan is to, once it's down and leveled, we will take the hard pack off. There's a lot of stabilized soil, which makes it tough to grow anything. Yes. And we'll seed it, let it go to green, and put recreational fields on there. Right Perfect. now, our recreational fields are at the uh, intersection of Jim Gilligan and Jimmy Simmons. Yes. And uh, that actually was the old golf driving range, mm-hmm. and the golf coach would like to have that back. Uh, <laughs> I cannot that. imagine why. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, I had to either buy the concrete plant or level it, but... Uh, Right. But we'll be moving the recreational fields down there. It's 11 acres, a little over 11 acres. Uh, we're working with our recreational uh, sports director, and um, we'll bring in a civil engineer to see how many fields we can put on that. But we envision cricket fields oh, that's because we great. do have we do have a, a, a sizable foreign cricket. student contingent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And cricket fields have to face a certain way because that cricket ball hurts when it hits you. Ah. Um, some recreational soccer fields, which will uh, benefit the community. Right. Uh, and, and some softball fields. And we're going to do a welcome center there, correct? Ah, you're, I'm getting uh, ahead. Wait, you're leading me on uh, this. Yes, leading, I'm leading. leading questions, well, is, Shelley. You know, I have to have a purpose here. You do. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that will be green. It'll be green well into the future. Uh, but in, at some point, all universities reach a point in their development where they need more space, whether it be residential space, 
whether it be more academic space, whether it be research space. We don't really know what the future of Lamar University will be 20, 30 years down the line, but we want to give it space to grow. Perfect. Uh, it was also helps enhance that whole section of residential area that's between Rolf Christopher and MLK's feeder. Yes. Uh, we don't own... There's a uh, lot much of along Brian. along Rolf Christopher. We own a few uh, areas there that were temporary parking lots and a few mm. permanent parking lots. Mm-hmm. We're, we own some of the residential areas. We, we purchase those as they come up for, for sale. Uh, but we want that to be an area for future development by public-private partnership to provide more amenities to our students and to the community. Progressive thinking. Uh, um, well, it also, hel- for the future. It, it, it also yeah. helps reduce uh, our need for other funds if we can have public-private partnerships that, are, that drive money into the university. That's right. So that That's takes right. care mm. of one of the reasons, mm. the large reason we bought the concrete plant, though, um, and we'll get in the Welcome Center in a minute, is all universities need to look attractive to attract students. Exactly. It's, students are not the same as, you know, I went to... I graduated from high school in Houston in 1969, and you just wanted to go to a university to not be at home. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And now they want that university experience, and I've heard Dr. Evans say we want them to have a university experience. We want it to feel very collegiate. Right, and, and that's, that, that's where we're going, and, yes. th- and we're, we're well on the way there now. Absolutely. Um, th- so that concrete plant out of the way, that green space, I, I looked out my window yesterday. Uh, I was on the phone, but I looked out the window, and I – I, it was hard to imagine there was once two t- tall mills there for concrete and mounds and mounds of material. And dust it's just beginning everywhere. to look good. It is. It's looking you know, great. And I hope by yeah. next Friday we'll get all the rest of, of the uh, debris off and we'll go in and once it's safe we'll take down the, the fence that surrounds it. We'll leave fence along the railroad track side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but w- no major development there for the time being. But the ma- the development... That you mentioned is a welcome center. We need to look good coming in, but we need to welcome people. Exactly. Uh, I a question I ask groups on campus when I speak to them about our finances and our operations is, do you know that if we have a welcome center, and usually two or three people say, yeah, we have a, everybody has a welcome center. Fortunately, my my uh, our children are no longer of college age, but I can remember remember going to all the universities. My two children. Uh, yeah two minutes yep we got two minutes so, left. so oh two minutes <laughs> um have a welcome center you yeah, go you're told yeah. where to be people smile and you're given material and maybe a cup of coffee or in texas a bottle of water and you're on so the that on rolf christopher at jim gilligan there is a building that right now is our temporary police station that will be demolished the by the end of this year and we'll begin building a welcome, a real welcome An official center. Official welcome wi- center. Official welcome center for Lamar University with display areas, lecture areas, bus drop-off areas. So our potential students won't be wandering the campus lost looking for someone in a suit to tell them where to go exactly exactly very nice the new front door is going to have just a a green space all around in the welcome center and then those two beautiful buildings um so people will know i mean you're right it is hard to know i mean you come down mlk where do you go what do you do and now we're going to have this official official opening and i know we're buying space around too and we've got to wound up uh, wind wind down and uh, but we'll have you back and because i know there's more 
right? There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. If yes. wasn't more, we wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. That's right. I love it. So we will, we'll bring Mr. Ness back, and we'll talk more about Lamar University's future and uh, how we're growing and expanding and how we're partnering, partnering with the South Park neighborhood. Thanks for listening to the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs, and we'll see you next